Father. Thank you uh, for another day with breath in our lungs. Thank you for another day that we get to praise you and worship you. And God, you are so worthy of our praise. You are so good and you are so loving and God, sometimes your love is it's difficult, God, because it is a tough love sometimes, but I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the good times in life, and I am thankful for the bad times in life. I am thankful for all the things that draw me closer to you. Right now, I pray that your Holy Spirit would move in and through this place, that the great comforter that you give us that seals us to the day of redemption, that reminds us that we are yours. And I pray that he would be very present in our lives right now, that we would lean into him and we would listen to you carefully. God, you have spoken to us from heaven, and Father, we are thankful for that. God, I pray that... uh, Your will be done in this place right now. In the name of Christ, our King, I do pray. Amen. So, just a quick update for everybody. Um, The reason Jameson's not speaking, and I'm up here on crutches, I had surgery on my foot uh, a week prior to last Friday. I go back to the doctor on Tuesday. and uh, hopefully they'll actually undo the wrapping and I'll be able to put some pressure on my foot. But for right now, they told me it would be two weeks before I could put any pressure on my foot. So Jameson would be here speaking, but um, unfortunately he has had a COVID exposure. So to be safe to everyone and, uh, you know, he is, uh, he's actually at home and, and will be at home this week and the next. So just wanted to kind of let you know what was going on for those of you that kind of don't know. Um, today is, uh, I say this often at Simple Church, today is an unusual day. Uh, the message is unusual or what we're going to do is unusual. And I say that all the time, but today is truly kind of unusual. Um, I feel like you're my family, so I feel like I can talk to you. I feel like I can be real with you and share with you openly and, uh, I feel like it's important as a family that we do that, right? Um, We did a series just recently called uh, Do You Want the Good News or the Good News, right? And we were talking about the gospel and we were talking about how some people prefer getting the bad news first or the good news first and all those kinds of questions. Well, um, today I don't know if you'll consider this good news or bad news, but... Um, I want you to let let you know at the beginning uh, that today will be my last day as your pastor of Simple Church. Um, I know that for some of you, you may be visiting today and you're like, oh my goodness, what is going on? I can assure you that nothing tragic has happened, nothing terrible has happened. Uh, I don't have cancer, I'm not dying, I haven't committed some kind of huge sin and the leadership has asked me to leave. Um, The thing that has happened is that over time, God has revealed to me that my time as a pastor has been coming to a close. Um, I don't know what else to say besides to say that. 
that I have done my best to serve you the best way I know how. I have loved you the best way I know how. There have been times where I have failed to do both of those, but as a whole, I have done my very best. And uh, today will be my last official day as your pastor, as a leader of Simple Church. Uh, I will also no longer be leading the 20-somethings small group. Um, I am completely stepping away from ministry uh, for the time being, the ministry here at Simple Church. Um, everyone has their own ministry. Everyone in here has a ministry. Uh, I have been in quote-unquote ministry uh, since basically 2008, uh, which is the time in which I really started serving in youth ministry. Uh, I took a youth trip to Lake Charles, Louisiana, where I preached my first time at a youth camp. Um, Casty uh, really probably can't remember much besides me being in a leadership role in a church, whether that be teaching and being a leader in youth ministry or in college ministry or the pastor of Simple Church. And I hope that I have taught her well how to lead, but I also feel like it's important for me to teach her how to follow as well. And uh, my plan is to be um, a member and a partner and a part of the body of Christ and still serving and still having a ministry, but just not in this role. If God calls me to do something else, and who knows what that may be, I will do my best to be obedient to that. Um, but for right now, God has called me to a place of just listening and listening to what he has in store and what he wants me to do next. I wish I could tell you that there was some great and wonderful thing out on the horizon that I know that I'm supposed to do, and the answer to that is I don't. For whatever reason, uh, it seems like these hard things, these hard decisions come up in life, and sometimes there's just no clear direction as to what the next step is. Sometimes there is, but sometimes there's not. I thought long and hard about what it is I would say today, and originally I had planned on continuing the series that we'd started in Romans, but God kind of changed my heart on that, and I have to share with you um, what I feel like is the most important thing. Some people go into ministry, and preaching in particular, because they love preaching. For me, uh, I've always just loved the people. I preach because I love people. And I want them to know truth. And I hope if anything uh, that you take away from me as being your pastor at Simple Church, if you take anything away, you have taken away how to love one another. And you have experienced love from me and you know that I do love you as Jesus was leaving this earth 
He talked to his disciples and he said, this is a new commandment I'm giving to you, that you love one another. And man, I know that sometimes we don't do such a good job of that. But that really is the most important thing. Jesus says, this is how they'll know you're my disciples. It's about how good you are at doing that. I started in ministry back in 2008. I think the thing that God really impressed upon my life and the calling on my life was to open people's eyes, help them to see the needs around them, help them to see... um, what's going on in the world and, and where they can serve one another and how they can love one another. There's, there's a lot of talk in today's world about which lives are more important than others or which lives we may have neglected. The reality is, is that most of the time, the lives that we most neglected are the people that are sitting beside us. And if we need to do something, if we really want to do something to change the world, we'll just do what Jesus said. And that is to love one another. Next week, um, the leadership team will come and talk to you and assure you that Simple Church will continue to go on, that for the time being, Jameson's going to fill the pulpit. And he's done a phenomenal job at that. And I'm so thankful that God has taken that burden off of me. The fact that you do have a great speaker and God will always raise up another speaker. My family and I are still praying through whether or not we'll uh, be partners here at Simple Church or if God is calling us to another place. it is a tremendous, tremendously difficult situation sometimes when a pastor steps down from his pastor role but continues to be a partner at that church. So that's something that I really have to pray through and think through. Um, but that's something that remains to be seen at this point. We're just taking it kind of day by day and praying through that and talking with the leadership team about that. Simple church, when God impressed upon my heart what this place was to be, because it was his vision and not mine, it was a place where the body of believers would come together and just worship and serve together and whatever needed to be done, that the the partners, the the people that were a part of the body of Christ, that were a part of the the local body, this, this body, would participate and serve and fill in whatever gaps were needed and we would just do that week after week, you know? I think that time has taken a toll on us and there are many things lately have taken a toll on us as a body of believers. COVID-19 being one of those, but I want to assure you that, that I'm not stepping down as a pastor because it is a hard time to be a pastor. I have done some hard things in life and hard does not scare me. I am stepping down as your pastor because 
I'm supposed to step down as your pastor. And I have seen this coming for quite a while, and I've talked to many of the leaders for quite a while about this very thing. And we've had more extensive discussions about it uh, lately, and I thought it was important for me to go ahead and clear the air before rumors started flying around and all that kind of stuff. So today will be kind of brief, and today I just want to read to you the words of Jesus. We're going to start in John chapter 13, and this is where Jesus is about to, to leave this earth, and he's talking to his disciples, and it's not going to be up on the screen. You're going to have to trust me that I'm reading from God's word, and if you want to read along, you're welcome to do that. If you want to go back and read it later, you're welcome to do that as well. Jesus is sitting down with his disciples. It was last time with his disciples. And I want you to understand that when I read this, I'm not reading this as if I am Jesus because I am not Jesus. I am simply a friend and a partner of Simple Church and of you, your brother in Christ. When you hear these words, please do not think that I am saying these words as if I am Jesus because I am not. There is only one Jesus and he is the only one that can save. In John chapter 13, beginning of verse 31, it says this, As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be glorified because of him. And since God received glory because of, his, of the Son, he will give his own glory to the Son. And he will do it so, he will do so at once. Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. As I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you cannot come where I am going. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I have thought many times about pastors that I've read about. You've seen them in the in the news and it's all over social media, pastors that have committed suicide. And I want to tell you that, that that's not me, but I do understand the burden and I do understand the mental struggle that comes with being a pastor. And I'm sure that Many people would say to the widows and the children of those pastors that have committed suicide, if only we had known. If only we had known, we would have done something differently. We would have stepped in. We would have changed something. We would have served more or done whatever we could to help more. And I'm afraid the believers of today, a lot of times lead their lives in hindsight looking back to say I should have or I could have or maybe I didn't do this right but I could have done it differently and all of those kinds of things that we play Monday morning quarterback with I think what Jesus calls us to do each and every day of our lives is to look around us 
to be self-aware and to be aware of the people around us and what's going on with them. When you really look at what it means to love one another, you, you see the hurt, you see the struggle, and you, 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 you actively pursue it. You don't wait and say, I could have or I should have. You do it today. We have been many places here at Simple Church. Like I said, I believe God had called me to, to show people the different ways in which they can serve and love their neighbor. We've been to, uh, to Haiti a few times. We've built water wells in Thailand. We've helped locally with Children's Hospital when all the healthcare workers were tirelessly pursuing helping people and with COVID-19. We've helped to feed children when they were left without a lunch because we weren't having school. I mean, we went to give kids the world, right, Tony? And we saw these kids that have life-threatening illnesses and they're being able to just have a good time with their family and, and we're able to serve them and If I had one thing that I would ask of you, if I have led you well in any way, since you would actively pursue those things, that you would not stop. If it means selling your car and going to Haiti, you do it, you know? There's so many people hurting in this world right now. And I believe if those pastors who have taken their own lives, if they could speak from the grave, I think they would tell you, be aware, open your eyes. Don't walk around with blinders on. There's so much hurt out there. There's so much that needs to be done. And I know... I know you feel like you're small and you're insignificant, and what can I do? But you know that what, when you give over what you have, if it's five loaves and two fishes and you give it over to God, the things that he can do with it are absolutely unbelievable. If I could ask you to do one thing, It would be, don't stop. Don't stop. Unfortunately, this is a sad reality of church these days is that people will say that they have committed themselves to a body, a body of believers and the Holy Spirit of God has called them to a place and they will serve wholeheartedly. And then the pastor will step down or the pastor will leave and they will soon thereafter leave as well. That's not okay. You don't follow a pastor, you follow Jesus. I just feel like I want to read to you some more about what Jesus said. And I'm going to say this again. This is not 
me speaking as though I am Jesus. This is me speaking as a man reading what Jesus has said. In John chapter 16, beginning in verse 16, it says this, In a little while you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of his disciples asked each other, what does he mean when he says, in a little while you won't see me, but then you will see me, and I am going to the Father. And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it, so he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, in a little while you won't see me, but a little while after that, you will see me again. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn into wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice. No, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly, and he will grant you whatever you request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively. And we'll tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I am not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father loves you dearly because you love me and, be, and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. And the disciples said, At last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything and there is no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. Jesus asked, do you finally believe? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one of you going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. If I have done anything as your pastor, I pray that I have been honest with you, and I have told you the truth, and I have spoken directly from my heart as God has impressed things upon my heart. I want you to know wholeheartedly that I love you. I love this church, but I love Jesus more. I have to do as God has led me to do. I have to do as I know that I'm supposed to. I will not understand that much I've come to grips with over the years of trying my best to be obedient is that I will not understand. 
And maybe simple church is just a stepping stone for something greater that God has planned. Maybe simple church and me stepping out of this pulpit is an opportunity for God to do something greater with somebody else. I don't know the answer to that. But this is what I do know. God has opened your eyes to a lot of things. God has revealed himself to you and through his Holy Spirit he's impressed things upon your heart. I know that because I look into your eyes on Sundays and I see you and I see the Holy Spirit of God working on you and I I can see just how God is impressing things upon your heart. My ask of you is to be obedient to that. To not be afraid. To not say tomorrow or the next day or next week or next year, but just to simply say, yes, I will. I see. I understand. You called me to love the people around me and I'll be obedient to that even if it costs me my life. The answer is simple. What would I say is the last thing I said to you? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Father, I have uh, done my best to be obedient to you. I know that many times I fall short because I'm human and I understand that. I know that I'm just a man and I know that I'm imperfect. God, when I try my best to to see around me and see the hurt and to see the needs of this world. God, I know I see those. I see those things through, through jaded eyes. God, I know that I see them the way that I see them and God, not the way that you see them. But Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, God, for the times that you have peeled that veil back and helped me see your glory. God, through the through the needs and the hurt and the pain and the sorrow that that I have seen your glory. God, as I I held my daughter's hand, she was just eight years old and she took her last breath. God, I just want to thank you for being so present in my life. So being so present in that room that day for being so present in this room today that God as we tackle the difficult times of the, that we live in and the, the world that is struggling the way that it is God I pray that we would rejoice because you have overcome the world it's about our faith in you Lord it always has been it always will just respond to you in obedience right now and forever in Jesus name